Welcome, welcome friends. My name is Mark. You're listening to Open Lines Radio. I'm going to be your camp host for the next little while while we go through another virtual campfire, Hobo Safe Camp virtual campfire. Welcome back. Oh man, I've been getting a lot of great feedback on the new Open Lines, I guess, lack of format. (laughs) Even though we haven't really been able to put much into play yet because it's been kind of hectic. It's been kind of a hectic life. I think everybody's been living a hectic life though. I think these things come in cycles um, and we're all kind of going through this wave of so much to do right now. And nobody really has a whole lot of time to listen right now anyway. Um, And I know I don't have a whole lot of time to broadcast, but we're finding time. We're fitting things in. We're we're finding uh, ways to make it happen. And we only want to get bigger from here. Um, I'm, I'm kind of going through a, a phase of trying to, uh, to prioritize life. And I want you to know Open Lines Radio is at the top of that list, priorities list. It's something that we want to keep going. It's something we're looking for uh, new, fresh ways to um, make exciting. But the whole idea of, of live broadcasting on internet radios kind of, I don't know, internet radio... It's kind of cheesy. It hasn't really taken off. It's kind of hard because, because like, who has the time to listen live? Everything is on demand now. Nobody, nobody watch, watches TV live even anymore, hardly. So that's why, why I think it's what we've got going on here, combined with SoundCloud, uh, with Mixler, where we kind of have this mechanism to put the stuff out there, but it's always on demand for you through SoundCloud. It's really working, and I'm really loving the feedback we're getting. People are going back and they're listening to older episodes as they're finding us, and I'm just so glad that we're able to put this out for you today. Today, though, we're going to be talking with um, on on uh, the virtual campfire. This originally aired on September seventh. 2016 so exactly two years ago today and we talked with Cadwin from Melbourne Australia and I'm not sure how open lines is playing in Australia or or, or being um, or, or how well open lines is being received but I know the hobo safe camp project had a lot of Australian followers so I would like to think that open lines also translates into the Australian way of life. So this is this is Cadwin. She's an artist. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's a musician. She's a whole bunch of other things too. And she's become a really good friend through the years. And I'm just, I'm excited to play this for you. So you can, if you haven't heard Cadwin, um, if you haven't heard this before, you're in for a treat. Uh, also, really quickly before we get this thing started. If you have an idea for a show you'd like to do, if you have the ability to record, produce and record your own show, uh, you could send me the, uh, the file to play. Please do. We're looking for as many new voices as we can, as we can put on here. If you're not quite sure how to do it, send me a message at artbellisdead on um, Instagram or artbellisdead at gmail.com. And I can help you. Like There are some, some free programs you can use that are out there that a lot of podcasters are using. If you, or if you have a current podcast that you're already, you already are broadcasting or you don't really have that big of an audience, I'm not saying we're going to expose it to a big audience, but maybe bigger than what you have, we're, we'd love to also um, just broadcast it um, 
anything that you put on here, if you do decide to come do a show, you own all the rights completely. So you can take it and do it whatever you want with it. You can put it on another another um, your own website. We just want to broadcast as much as we can to as many different people. And that being said, let's broadcast this right now. This is episode 16 of the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire. It's called Pajamas, Ukuleles, and Enlightenment, and it features our good friend Cadwin. So sit down, take a load off, because traveling across time and space, creating love in places nobody thought love could exist, singing songs about life and songs about hope through a tin can telephone strung across the Pacific, crossing hemispheres to deliver us blessings. Cadwin, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home.
Very nice. Yay. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. It sounded so cool coming through the headset like uh like it was floating out there in the air. That was awesome. Oh, thank you so much. That's really lovely. I felt that I I'm, I'm sitting here in my bedroom um looking at my salt lamp. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know salt lamps. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Beautiful Himalayan salt lamps that I just I have to have. This is my virtual in this virtual campfire space. This is my little um, fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gl- well, I'm glad you made it. I'm, I'm glad you've got a you've got a real fire there on the virtual campfire. Yeah, I've got my space. I've got my candles lit as well, so they're they're. I like to you know I thought I'll make it a nice little space. Um, for this time to talk to you. Mm. Nice, nice. So that yeah. song, what, do you want to talk? tell us about that song and why you chose yeah, I, that song? Yeah, I do. It's, it's really special to me, that song. It's, um, it's called The Praying Mantis. Okay. And the, yeah, the meaning of the song, well, it, this is, it was quite an extraordinary um, situation I felt. I felt the great gravity of it. I about oh, it was about a year and a half ago, um, and I was suffering through a really hard winter, and like I had pneumonia, or I just oh, had no. a really hard run with my with my health, um, which is something that's my number one. So I'm very familiar with um, you know needing to yeah to look after that, um, and I was really kind of quite bed bound for a long time and I had to just take it gently and easily and I looked out my bedroom window one day and on the succulent outside the window was this beautiful big praying mantis cool Uh, yeah and I was just really like wow because I've always loved them they're they are just you know they're they're just so cool they they do tai chi naturally (laughs) and and I do tai chi naturally (laughs) yeah, and Qigong, <laughs> and they just, they do it naturally. I have to learn it. But no. Oh, I bet it's naturally. Ah, uh, you know, but actually, the, yeah, the moves, I just, anyway, it's, <laughs> I've, I've always seen it, and then I go, oh, it must be some, a spirit sign. It must have some, you know, shamanic meaning or something. And I really, I, I really felt the presence of this praying mantis, and I thought, oh, it's going to hang around for maybe just a short amount of time. And it literally stayed on the plant and with me, I felt, yeah. for like three weeks. It was oh, there. Wow. Yeah. And I I had this really amazing experience of it coming in and sitting on my hand and like, it was like a pet. Um, and did I you ended have up. conversations with it? I did. I yeah. had conversations with it. <laughs> but it was more actually the way it looked at me and yeah. the way that it, it yeah, because, you know, the eyes and and it just moved side to side and it just it just was so still often and sometimes I worried that it had just you know was not alive anymore because it was so still I'd yeah. kind of... <laughs> okay so I had this moment where obviously I was I was yeah going through quite quite a time and um and it just felt like this praying mantis was there to just give me that strength and support um and that well and the commune with nature yeah, yeah. And so when did and, it when did it leave when you got better, or did it? It did, yeah. Well, it's true. It did. I, and I felt real. I felt real grief when one morning it just wasn't there anymore. Oh, okay. And I, I had worried that um, maybe I'd 
like giving it too much human attention. <laughs> it wasn't going to do well out on its own. <laughs> um, the, this praying mantis, and I found out it was a, a she because I then started, I just started looking up facts about praying mantis. Uh-huh. And I learnt about its legs, and if I think it's this is right, I think if it's got six legs, it's um a, a female, or and if it's you might know more than I do. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just avocados. That's well, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this praying mantis song, I, I just, I yeah, I wrote this from from that experience. I wrote that that feeling of um. You know, it also had come at a time in my life, so I was sick, but also I, I was experiencing, um, I've just gone through really, really massive um, feeling of change in the last two years. I'm 38 and I'm turning 39 in January. Um, I would have to say that I would say it felt it's felt to me, even though I think I've always been on this path, which is like, the you know, the path of, of being really in tune with my spirit and and nature I really feel that I've gone through quite a significant opening in the last two years and it came with a lot of pain and a lot of grief of connection with people um, and then loss of those people um, and and the realization in those of the of the letting go and the the special moments that you that you experience that inevitably don't last forever um right so that's really the song really um speaks to that for me as well because it was um you, you found that in your in your awakening yeah, process I, or your, yeah I know, whatever like you want to call it yeah. that, that I, I i mean that's just the, the terms we use because exactly. they're easy i know they're kind of, they kind of get old and cliche yeah, but... I, I feel that you know what's happened is that with all those terms as well and I use them because, you know, obviously I I really have a passion for this. Um, I love it. I always have. And But when I use it, I do feel like, um, you know, people go, oh, God, if I hear that word awakening or journey yeah. one more time, if yeah. I hear uh, Katie use the word soul again, I'm just going to, you know, I, I just, that's, that's what I'm dealing with at this moment in time. Yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Cause, but yeah. there's, there's not really words that you can yeah. do it. And so how do you describe people who haven't experienced it? And that's what I'm learning to know now. That, that's the space I'm in is um, I, I'm feeling this. Um, I've felt it since I was like eight years old, actually, this call to, um, to, to spirit, to the con- connection. And, and I think it's only really in the last you know, year or so that I've gone, okay, I surrender. I'm, I'm not going to deny this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I always spoke with um, a lot of heart and passion about, uh, like, so I was grown up, I, I was brought up Catholic. And um, I, I actually, my father was, a, he was a, a monk. He was a Franciscan brother. Yeah, oh, before really? he met my mum <laughs> for 20 years, oh. 20 years. <laughs> Oh yeah, 20 gosh. years, and, and it, you know, so I feel like I've come from this, like, I and, and it was also his spirituality was very connected in a very human way, not, I mean, Franciscan, you know, really earthy and, and animal and right. really simple. 
Um, so the version of the Catholic Church that I got wasn't all the well, there's a little bit of horror, but not, not right. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as dark, dark. or heavy, doctrine, heavy. It wasn't, I didn't grow up with, with a huge amount of doctrine, um, you know, forced upon me. It was more a friendship with a divine, a, a friendship with a God right. or Jesus or, um, in a feeling of connection. I always felt that a real protection and connection and, but I still, and I would say to my mum when I was just eight, I'd, I'd be in bed at night and I'd think, well, you know, I'm going to talk to God, you know, and I'd go and um, say, mum, I'm talking to God, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> But it's funny because now I, now I know, well, I've done that my whole life and now it's evolved yeah. into the, the work, well, the studies that I do with um, spiritual work, which is in groups of meditating and, channel type work um i'm just starting to come to terms with that that i yeah. yeah. um, and not, not many people around me um are really open to it or you know interested in in it so yeah i understand <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the uh the norm is is that People don't want to. I don't, and I don't know what it is. I, I. This is the thing mm. that I rack my brain over, and I yep. been trying to figure out since I was a little kid is how come kindness and wanting to be in touch with spirit and wanting to be in touch with earth, whether whether these other people believe yeah. in what you believe in at all, the fact that like what it does to you as a person is it turns you yeah. into this kind, loving person that wants to just give and. And and it seems like the people who know you and who are That's the closest actually, to you, found, they're the ones I, that have the biggest have problem with it. I have that. And I, so what do you do? <laughs> I guess you, are we, are we meant to rise above, like, are we meant to, and this is the hard thing, when you are, when you do speak like this, people tend to think that you were being, um, like, it's like a hierarchy of the, you know, spiritual awakening or, you know, that you somehow are superior. And, like, it's, that's it feels like such an assault when when uh -huh. I'm really speaking so from my heart and soul and I truly absolutely believe that we are souls having this human experience and not just you know uh -huh. yeah the other way around like I just I really have felt I that's what I am when I'm communing with someone else's uh, this human form I'm actually I'm actually there talking to their spirit and I love that. I love that I I know that now for myself, but I find it really, um, I, I'm finding it really a real challenge when when it's not met with um, with that with that same understanding or like yeah. And when I do find it in others, when I find that I get you, you know, I actually get you. Oh my God, I'm also freaked out too. Yeah, but I yeah. get you. That that's just. I can't help it. It's bliss for me. I feel like I've come home. Yes. You know, I right. do. I have that. I, I do have that experience <laughs> of thinking, but then maybe that's, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, just, yeah, well, well, you know what I found? I found, this has just been a recent discovery for me and kind of this, 
I, I, mm-hmm. I've carried a lot of weight on my shoulders like you too, just trying to find a community where we all kind of, not, not even that, yeah. I don't even care if we yeah, believe in the same thing. Yeah, except what you, what makes you light up and, and, and love and gives you joy. Right, right. And, and what I've found is that most people are like, like you say, are going to just kind of, oh yeah. yeah, whatever, or, or you're crazy or, or you're being brainwashed or something like that. But, <laughs> and, and what, and what I, and I just have so I've just stopped talking yeah. about myself in those terms with people and 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 that's it, it kind of becomes this so double life I find that very difficult I'm I am I'm such a truthful I, I'm so honest um that like really and it's been I guess sometimes to my detriment because you know I just tend to really speak from my heart and be honest and and um yeah they, it's it's I I'm finding it really hard to be two different people. Right. You you want to you want to be an honest person. You want to well, it's it's not necessarily two different people. It's just two yeah, different outward you appearances. <laughs> You're still the same person straight. underneath. I I want to be able to talk to. Yeah, you know, I want everyone. I just I feel like I'm at the moment. I'm going through a bit of a like. It's like is 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 everyone like who's who is looking who's receiving me like I'm receiving. I mean, this real, like, yeah, like, I can't even put it into words, Mark. This is the point I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I know exactly. What, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. You, you, yeah. you, you this, this feeling has been awakened yes, in you, yes. and you just want to share. It. You want everybody yeah. to feel it, but it's met with such. Just, mm. And so, what I've been trying to do yeah. is just, is just emanate it without words, and because no. those people are never gonna accept my words and so you kind of have to like change if you want to reach as many people as possible you have to speak other people's languages you know and so this is you have Mm. to speak in the language of the non-awakened person to communicate these awakened ideas (laughs) into that into the the non-awakened person i can just i can just see see the eyeballs rolling and i can see i can see sort of oh my god that's so superior that's so and and it's not, it's, it's a bit like, it's just like, um, yeah, in fact, well, you we can make jokes about saying, geez, I tell you the amount of times I make jokes about wanting to just, just, just shut it all off and go back to that. Not that I think I ever could go back to, um, cause I think I've always had it, but a bit a lesser degree of it, of, of being tapped in or aware. I, I was able to maybe enjoy just mindless TV more or, um, you know, just... Right. Well, and that's where the brainwashing really is, is on the, on on that side of it. And I don't think it's that... I think... And that's the thing is where it's, there's not a hierarchy. Yeah. It's we all have it. We're all mm. there. We're all... Like you said, we're all spirits in these human bodies. So what it, what it is is it's suppressed. It's suppressed. There's all this other stuff from culture on top of them and so it's it's about removing those layers <laughs> before you mm. can it's before you can get out it's not so much that you have to you have to grow and become this better person it's just that you have to remove all those layers of culture that have pushed you down for so long so you can't well you can't do the work for anyone else and they can't do it for you and you know that when you're and also i was going to ask do you think that i mean in the end it comes back to i have felt for my own journey thus far that it, it's been it has been through suffering great suffering that i have experienced then mm-hmm. extreme extreme amazing empathy like an empathy for um for others and deep compassion and see 
whereas it can go the other way. People, I mean, you know, can suffer so greatly that then they completely close off and they're just angry. And I don't want to be like that. I'm glad that I have this, but I, I'd rather not have to do any more suffering. Right. That would be nice. But I actually feel, um, I feel the most at peace when, like, when I'm singing, when I'm feeling, when I'm in the middle of um, a song. So I, yeah, right. So I'm a singer-songwriter, and yeah, I, you have. So I, you have your escape from all of that. I have that. Yeah, I really. It's like when you're in the middle of a song and you really feel you're really feeling it mm-hmm. it's that's the that's me that's the grace that's um i just it's a beautiful feeling and um, especially when I you're think, connecting with an audience right i mean that that's oh so of energy me, yes yeah it really is i but even just rolling well, i'm in my bedroom you see from mark i put i feel like i only called you saint mark <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There you go. That's what you are. Well, Actually, well, I, well I, I like to call myself that because um, I read a thing uh, talking about uh, going back to your Catholic upbringing. <laughs> you know, I read a thing uh, once where someone said, um, I'm not sure which saint it was. It was one of the saints that said the, the, the way to achieve, like, the, the, the best way to get into heaven is to die in a state of grace. And so yeah. I like to put that on my name just so when I hear it, not that I think I'm a saint, but if when I hear it or when I see it, I have to think, oh, wait, you called yourself a saint. You better act as a saint. And it's more just to, as a reminder to myself to, like, straighten up That's my beautiful. back and straighten up. Um, yeah, well, I was listening to a talk the other day, which really was along that line of just, like, the high road doesn't sound right, but just really being conscious of, um, of yeah, of taking that, that path where you feel is the light and the calling of your best intention. Right. Um, but that's with the Catholic upbringing. I think what I said about my dad being a, a monk, that I just I had that at a very early age, that sense of that um, the sacred right. um, and, and the hands-on sacredness. My dad was a bricklayer and he would, you know, he'd built the church um, was at the monastery and cool. I I would like climb it like it would just be a really I just ha- kind of grew up with that sense of there's something special that you can do with your hands and your heart and and you can do it with your spirit and you can connect with that. And that's really cool. I, that's a really yeah. good um, insight. Yeah. Well, I feel I felt that um, I've had. I think it's just for me, it's, yeah, it's having that awareness of like this and this bliss of like trying to find heaven on earth in this 3D existence and trying to take that feeling with me into my daily life. I'm, it's just trying to work that at the moment because I, I am feeling a huge call at this age to move more into um, that connection, like, virtually all the time so that's and that with small children um and you know family life it's definitely hard it's really hard i was gonna ask it with four yeah like and i and then i guess that that's when it's it's difficult to go well i see others who maybe and aren't aren't called to that path yet or aren't interested in any of the stuff and and so they can do function i sometimes feel that yeah, that pull of is this right, wrong? Am I paying too much attention to? Should is this some kind of selfish pursuit to need to um, follow my nature like this? 
Ah, oh, so there comes maybe some Catholic guilt in for you. <laughs> yeah, there you, know? you go. There you go. Um, well, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 43, yeah. and my kids are a little bit older than your kids. And it wasn't really until I hit 40 that really, like, I have like, I had all this this uh, anxiety building up to 40 that I couldn't believe I had hit 40 and I hadn't accomplished the things that I had <laughs> set out that I would accomplish by then. Yeah. And then I hit 40. And I just stopped giving a shit. Like the day oh. I hit 40, every day since 40 has been better than the last. Oh, my God. That and sounds so, so lovely. And, Maybe and so, that's what I'm going through. And so <laughs> you'll get there. You will. It's, like, it's like this is. Yeah. 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 And, you, and, and then it's like, and then you kind of just let things roll off you. And it's like, I don't really care what you think yeah. about me. I'm 40. My invitation. I don't really care what you think about me. <laughs> oh, that's made me laugh, Mark. I, you know what? I have moments though. I think. Well, you know, when I'm feeling healthy, when I'm well, when I've had sun, because this winter has been. I. It's since years. I even though I love to have cozy on down. I I need the sun. Yeah, it's been I really need there, sun, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been winter, so it's been, and it feels like it's been a long grey winter. But um, anyway, what was I just saying? There was some reason. Oh, I have had moments. I have those moments of just every, feeling so lovely, and you know, my yoga's happening, and uh, just all the been. It's all in the fridge and in the pantry, and. Uh, the house is clean and it's all just lovely. And I those moments of that simple um, bliss of having <laughs> yeah, everything no. to get your shit together, basically, <laughs> that to me, like, that's heaven on earth, actually. I really love simplicity of functioning daily life. Yeah. So... So really, when it when then it all goes pear-shaped, if I've been unwell and knocked down or... Um, and the stress involved or just daily life. Yeah, I I really have felt, wow, it doesn't matter how many times I think I've hit that point of enlightenment or that point of, yes, nothing else from this moment on. I've, I've got it. I'm just going to really enjoy my life and love life and I just love people and it's all going to be just lovely and wonderful. And then you get it again and you can, you know, oh, you just think, God, I, I really... I thought I had it on, but then I know it hasn't gone. It's all part of the, it's part of this process. I really feel we are like here for that um, experience to, you know, to Well, I mean, imagine, imagine if you'd have had the life that you always wanted. Like, who would you be to have had, to have had that life that you've always wanted? Like, you wouldn't be you. You wouldn't be who you are if you'd have had that perfect yeah, it life. just with no health. Yeah, if you, I often think, what would it be like to have had like perfect health and be able to? Would I still have this absolute that huge gratitude I have for the moments when I feel um, wonderful? Maybe, maybe not as much of a high. <laughs> I don't right. know, like because when you feel well, when you haven't, for see, I was only diagnosed with real severe, um, well, almost like celiac only two years ago. So all my life I've been eating gluten, and then I find out that. Just a significant, huge um, change to feel the difference in my body and my energy. Mm -hmm. 
And when you have that kind of experience, like, is this what life's meant to be like? My God, is this how normal people go around feeling okay? Um, well, that's something. It, it makes you really appreciate. Like, I really appreciate feeling well. <laughs> right. But do yeah. you find yourself sometimes, like, slipping back into, um, like, that old pain and maybe reliving even the physical um, yeah. illnesses that you have? Once yeah. it's not there and you don't have that as an identifier, is it yes. you find like that's also an attachment you have to learn to let Yes, go? I have thought deeply. I have, I've, I really have read all the books, Mark, you know, like, I, I, like <laughs> uh, the Louise Hayes and the, you know, the, right. I mean, Abraham Hicks. So I, I just really feel strongly a lot. I do understand alignment and I do understand the, um, you know, the whole um, law of attraction and um, the grace of really feeling the positive, what you feel when you feel the positive intention, how powerful that is. So, and the belief that I have in that is so strong, but, and I say but, then something like, um, you know, my little boy coming home with a really bad virus and me getting it right, right I, I struggle with, that line of thinking that well somehow if I was completely and I that would bounce I wouldn't get that and what is it and then I think ah oh, you know what I've had a lifetime of antibiotics my gut you know like I know right. all the actual physical reasons that not to beat my not to beat myself up or think oh it must mean that I've I've emotionally still haven't surpassed that or, or got to a place of clarity or but still, you know it's all it's all a bit circle it all it's you know it's all connected yes and right, but it's, definitely it's, you 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 seem to have transcended it like you seem to be like despite all of the illnesses of your past mm. and, and the things you're still dealing with and the ones you will deal with in the future that you've kind yeah. of come to this place where you're maybe up above that now and you can kind of like like you can look at your physical body as something separate than your spirit oh de i definitely do um and it's only in the last two years, I think, Mark, that I've had that feeling of um, being being authentic. I was, for a long time, if I'd been knocked down, I would go and I'd, I'd you know, regroup and get myself to um, be able to then go out into my daily life. And I'd feel like somehow people were going to, like, well, ask me, I haven't seen you for so long. Why, you know, where have you been? And um, and it was a feeling of like, do I, I think I wore a mask for my whole life of feeling like, oh, if I tell them how unwell I've been, it's it's going to be, it's a weakness. It's seen as being, oh, you a poor me, I'm being a victim. Um, and now I don't feel that. Now I've I've gone through enough now to know, um, know in speaking that, yeah, I have just gone through a really hard extended period of not being well that I'm not being a victim um, and I'm, I'm working through it and I'm just being authentic and actually sharing that I have experienced pain mm -hmm. and I have found healing um, on a spiritual level from being able to be that authentic, um, you know, like really because I think, I yeah, I just letting go of all judgment really. Right. I, and in that, in that letting go of judgment, I have felt a huge letting go of judgment of others and that's the bliss yes. point for me yes. that's the bliss i actually can say i i did i felt like i mean my past early 20s i i was a um, probably more a judger 
Mm-hmm. We and all now are. we all are exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's of course. Like, like, let's not. We're not. We see. We're trying to be saints or angels. You know. Yeah. We know. We're, we're not. I'm in a choir called the Pagan Angels. Mark, really? You might, yeah. <laughs> because it's at the convent. I live near a convent as well. The oh, Abbotsford cool. Convent here is my um, home as well. But the Abbotsford Convent, my little girl goes to school behind it, the Steiner School, uh, which would be Waldorf School in in America. Um, anyway, the convent here was once a convent. Um, so I live right near a convent as well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how do you think, do you think that, um, like, like how has, has your, your art been able to transform, like, or pull this through your art, maybe filter some of your pain through your art and your oh, music? Most definitely. That's bit, see, yes. And since I was, I could probably, I became, I mean, I've been playing piano since I was five, but I really, um, I really found Okay, so it had a year, basically a year in bed when I was 15 with chronic, well, what was labelled as chronic fatigue oh, syndrome. Man. Yeah, and epilepsy, which was labelled as epilepsy, but, um, and severe seizures. But I um, ended up finding out, really, it wasn't epilepsy, and I was medicated for it. It was probably more a reaction to the gluten and my body look at, going... Look at all these labels that have been placed uh, on you. Yeah. Years. Well, that weren't real. <laughs> How interesting. That's actually really like, wow. Um, but I did, I, I stayed in bed and I got up out of that um, age of 15 and I and I auditioned for the soul band at school and it was then that I was like, I found my place, I found, but I still didn't have the confidence that it was required to really take it really strongly right. forward to feel like, you know what, I, I own this and I don't have to apologise for it. It is literally in the last two years as well that I have I, I decided after basically a really long period of not playing any music at all, like I just shut it off uh-huh. um, because I just felt um, too hard or like I just, it was, I feel so much passion for my music that, you know, when you feel so much passion for something, sometimes it can just be agony as well as ecstasy. Right. yeah. So yeah. that I and and I couldn't even I'd look at a piano and I'd I'd want to both like weep and 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 just like hug it and kiss it at the same <laughs> like because I just that's the amount of passion I feel and that feeling was so is so great in me that I I've struggled to to claim it and own it yeah and and then two years ago from Convent Choir I got the courage through the beautiful women in choir who just kind of were like these mother hens and wrapped themselves around me and said, you can do this. And, and that's when I got back on, said, you know what, I'm going to go and record my album. I'm going to, I'm going to start. I haven't, I didn't even have a band. I didn't, I just said, I'm going to go by myself and I'm going to begin doing this album. And so I'm just going to do it. Are you saying that before two years ago you hadn't been, I mean, I'm, you've, you've always been involved yeah. in music, but you really started this version of you yes. just two years ago? Yes, wow. definitely. Yeah, that's why it, that's why my head's spinning a bit because <laughs> I've come a long feel, way. I really you've have, accomplished a lot. It feels like into so I reckon I'd been. This is something about this whole manifesting thing, which I find really intriguing and interesting, and this law of attraction. I reckon every day for like fifteen years, in the shower, I would be thinking, "I really want a band. I really want a band. I just am. I'm terrified. I don't know how to get a band." 
Mm-hmm. I'm scared that I'm not good enough. I'm scared that my music's not good enough. Maybe no one will want to play with me. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, this is just, you know, what you do when you're, when you're confronting your uh, self-doubt. Yeah. And, and so only like a year ago when I met my bass player at a party, um, he's most amazing. He's, I call him my music angel, and he's like <laughs> in his 60. He's oh, cool. just he's, he's amazing. Um, I'll give him a, a shout-out. It's Murray Joss, and he's an absolutely beautiful man. And, and he's the one that said, I'm going to find, I'm going to call up a mate of mine who's a guitarist, and the guitarist called the drummer, and, and then all of a sudden I find myself with these three amazing, mature men that actually, like, are proficient, um, you know, know musos. <laughs> they know, well, I, I'm the writer. One of them does write. They're the play. They're the musicians. Right. They, they play. Um, they, they're just like these three amazing angels and very cool and very, very clever and talented and they they're my band and we and it happened and when i walked into the rehearsal studio the first time i was like oh my god and i i knew i thought well i don't want to you know oh, i don't want to be that overexcited puppy right. that i i felt inside but i just wanted to stay really in i just wanted to really take it in and go i have wanted this for such a long time and even if this seems really um like embarrassing to be so excited about just finding myself at this rehearsal studio because like, you know, what's that? That doesn't, right. what does that mean to anyone on the scale? Right. To me, it was like it was a, a huge co- milestone. Huge milestone. Yeah. And then finding myself on, you know, on stage again and, and performing. Um, yeah, that's, it's, that's really, it's, and I, and the best thing about it is that I've gone, you know what? I, it's, yeah, for me, um, it's not about becoming famous or maybe once upon a time in my early twenties, that's what I thought I wanted to be a rock star. That's that was it. I, you know, that that was I felt the calling to music all my life. Right. But then I just thought it's not going to happen, and I just lost that feeling of belief in myself. And now I'm like, you know what? Wow, I can do this till I'm eighty. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm doing this for me. You know, right. I, this is for, I just want to make a beautiful thing that means something to me and that expresses so much pa- yeah what as you said the pain the, so much um and love and um life I, I everything that comes through me that i write um is absolutely from emotion and from um being able to being able to sing that out is is just so such a wonderful thing that's the it's, thing about those songs that are about that are dealing with pain and that are coming from your pain is it allows other people who are listening to connect and who are dealing with that too and say, Oh, look, here's somebody that's been through it and look, she's okay. (laughs) You know, I can be okay too. And you can kind of help pull people through the pain that are experiencing that same thing. Because I think music is a, a much uh, higher form of communication than. I I really have felt that. And I thought for a long time, Oh, it was just about, forming or trying to sound a certain way or whatever and now um i have felt that when i'm writing those songs when i'm singing them and i've realized i have sent them on to people like um you know friends that are going through things or um and when it's touched them or when i've seen someone come up to me after say i was just really moved by that i that's just like wow that 
that makes me feel like, good, it's not just selfish. Like, you see, there we go back to the selfish thing again. <laughs> because, well, performing and, you know, writing and singing love songs and, you know, you know, baby, I love you and I need you in my mm-hmm. life, that that can be, it can feel, I'm not I'm not just thinking about praying mantises, you know. Right. Like, or, like, so, like, I wish, sometimes I think, oh, maybe I, I should be just singing, like, really good, wholesome stuff, you know. <laughs> well, you got to <laughs> like, have fun. exactly um you know and yeah i i really really enjoy the process the creativity in expressing all those sides the sassy side and the longing side and you know the goddess side and the yeah the pain side and the vulnerable side being really vulnerable I, I've really, that's the other, I know it's the word that's also been used a lot, you know, the power of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I really actually think that would be my word of the day um, to embrace, embracing, embracing vulnerability. And it's, it's, you, you say that you've, it's taken a while to come into your, to the confidence to do this and, and and I think I and I think people who who see musicians come up on stage think that you have to have this ego and this huge ego to be able to get up there and yeah. do it. But I think and that you, with you talking right now, I'm starting to see it's the opposite. It's it is. It's that. It's like mm-hmm. no, it's not a huge ego. I'm cutting myself open up here. I'm completely vulnerable and open to be destroyed. Oh There's God, no yes. ego. I'm, I'm feeling like I can feel this feeling in my heart right now as you're talking. And I can, it's, that's absolutely, for me, that's spot on. And yet I'm always kind of grappling with, well, to perform, you know, you you want to put a little bit of lipstick on and, you know, right. well, I do, and feel pretty. And so all those bits, all that, that play between, you know, yeah, owning it and, you know. Well, it is a performance, the, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I, I feel that, but it, I think you can have that. You can have that and feel um, beautiful and feel vibrant. Absolutely. And also then be vulnerable. Actually, probably though, Mark, when I am without all of that, like right now in my pyjamas, <laughs> in my bedroom, with my salt lamp <laughs> and singing then, that's that's probably it's true. That It's when I probably feel the most authentic. I can get into that space more easily right. without without the makeup. With, without the makeup, even though the, you know, I, so I'm always between. Well, maybe, well, would it be okay? Would it be acceptable to go up on on stage oh, without guess. without makeup? Of course, it, it's kind of cool, really, now to do that because, yeah. like, it, yeah, you know, well, the hip kind of, you know, just who would be bothered with makeup? Just be, you know, but. <laughs> well, have, have you? Do you find that when you're in those moments of alone? in your pajamas with no makeup, do you yeah. do you play some of those songs that you're just like, oh, man, I wish someone was here to hear that? Because I, I, I can see what you're saying now, how you might be able to just, because I know I have some, uh, you know, just singing along on the radio in the car sometimes mm. when you're by yourself. You can really get yourself into those. The zone of zone. really letting go, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, I, yeah, I do. I guess that's what I'm working on is that, see, like by no means am I someone that needs to put makeup on to leave the house or anything. No, I just, you know, yeah, I just whatever. But I just feel that um, I'm just kind of, yeah, working working with that feeling of like when you are 
when you are at your most vulnerable or you're feeling your your most um, struggle to yeah to not like to really be with that and to actually be able then to meet people with that and not feel that you're going to be um, judged or and and that you don't have to hide. I mean, we all have times when we think, I really don't want to have to talk to anyone right now because I'm, you know, going through some stuff and right. I just want to, I just can't face it. But um, actually I've, I've found that if I can really um, let go of that important person thing of like uh, somehow I've got to be all rosy and cheery for people to, um, to be able to meet and greet them, uh-huh. And now I'm feeling a lot of power in, in, in letting go of that and saying, well, here I am. Yes, I've been crying for three days, and I'm feeling pretty, um, pretty miserable trying to work my way through it. But this is this is real, and I'm going to get through it. And I think if you can have that vulnerability and you can show people that, um, that it allows them then, it it allows them to be free to be able to right. be that with you or right. to in their own lives. And uh, that's why I love watching people like even like, I don't know, Patty Smith mm-hmm. being interviewed or my God, like any, anyone like that where you just, they're so themselves, they're so raw, they're right. so just being so authentic and no gloss over I just love I love that so if I love that in other people I guess what I'm learning to do is love it in myself absolutely you know that's yeah, what that's... I always say that uh, the, the things that you see that you that you that you love about other people and that that you want to be like when you see someone and you go oh I wish I was like that those are the things you should be gravitating to those are those that's your mm-hmm. higher vibrations calling you yeah that's and what's well that's that's so true and I'm trying to work with that higher vibrations calling me business at the moment because you know like otherwise I'd be if I I don't know you have so you have responsibility you have your 3D life that you responsibilities and then right. you have the callings of your souls and your intuition telling you to take off on a plane and go somewhere you know or you know and I I'm trying to work with that at the moment like what what is that which one is the right which one am I meant to how do I navigate that well, it's you know about balance right it's about yeah, that's it's about, right. Uh, bringing some of all, you know, it's not one or the other. It's how do you? Yeah, that, uh, that's a good point. The one or the other. That's where I get hung up on, Mark. It's one or the other. Spot on. Yeah. That's that's the that is the nail. That's because I. It's exactly that. That's what I did with cutting off my music. I thought I can't be a mother, and do my music. It's one or the other. Right. Like, and, you, and, you, and you're seeing now that that's not. That doesn't have to be the case. That's what I'm seeing, yeah. but it's still a challenge because yeah, it is. Yeah, you are adding to your plate, mm-hmm. and things are going to drop. So you know, yeah, my what my my the dusting the <laughs> is not going to get right. done. My right. my home is not looking as it once did when I, that's all I ever did was my home. Um, you know, like just constantly recreating and keeping it just totally. You don't, you, know? you don't have to explain what the artist's home looks like <laughs> <laughs> to me. I know that. Uh, okay, with, that, with uh, four children, I know, like you would, hey? Like it, <laughs> it's just crazy. It just, oh, and I really like, I do actually really love a beautiful space that is, is supportive in a, and I like to be mindful. I like to have my teas all lined up and no, I'm a Capricorn. I like to have yeah. nicely. But, um, 
I'm I'm learning to try to really in order to be able to to do this and to pursue and to fulfill this passion I absolutely have had to go I have to not do that right now I I have to choose to write this song right right in this moment for me this is the absolute most important thing that I have to do that's been challenged a little bit um in by by others um it just just I mean so well, what who else who else's business is it but right it's hard too when you have hard. that you have that uh spark or that yearning, right in the moment and you're like I gotta yeah. get this out or I'm gonna lose it and yes. other people that don't understand no they don't <laughs> understand and I and that's what I, I really they like we'll just do it later like what no 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 <laughs> No, no, no. There's no doing it later right. when you it's have It's already that... too late. It's already. I'm already yeah. losing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was reading. Uh, yeah, that it will go. It does go. Uh-huh. It's gonna. It's not gonna hang around. It doesn't hang around. You have to catch it, and and you have to catch it, or else it, it will go. And then you just make peace with it going, and that you maybe you've chosen to to cook soup instead because you have to feed your family. Right. Right. But but you do have to are... prioritize. Well, yeah, the prioritise, but also I think the priorities that I put, they then stopped, they stifled everything too because I just thought I can only do this, I can only I can only do this thing. And so it's just the flexibility and think, opening but, up. I yeah. think what you're going to find as your kids get older is that you start having more freedoms and more times and you don't have to put priorities on at least ensuring their survival like you do when they're younger because they start taking care yeah. of their own survival. And so yeah, well, that's you'll, true. See, I, you'll see this time opening up, and then then you have to have to re- deal with, oh, my kids don't need me as much anymore. Oh, <laughs> God, I know. I can already feel that with my nine-year-old, Ayla. She's so, she's so beautiful. She's, and both of them, Riley and Ayla, they, they're very deeply intuitive. They just, they read me just so beautifully as I, they just know, um, and I love that, and I'm nurturing that in them. So I'm really feeling that sense of being able to teach them all of this, and I, it's a delight to see them actually listening and understanding. Like, I love it. It's it's the most I, – I love being a mother. It's the calling of my heart, really. Um, and so, to yeah, just to feel that it's okay for me to have – these other things that I do as well, and and myself as me, and needing to take time for me. Um, this is all all the stuff that everyone has to navigate. But it is it is a, a cliche of all times that mothers mostly um, do fall under that thing of that that's what they must do right. continually. Otherwise, they're not fulfilling their role as a mother to in with the absolute best way they could, you know, like right. it's somehow when you are saying, you know, right now I'm going to write this song and, and um, or I have to go through and, you know, they're going to ta- get some takeaway or, you know, take out, you'd call it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's all those things. And, and then, or, and I, I'm fortunate I, at this time in my life, I, I don't have to, to work in a full time job for, for pay. And I'm, I'm really, I really feel that that's a great fortune because it, that I, I mean, I know what that's like to have that pull as well where you are working full time. I used to be a primary school teacher, um, and but so I have this space. It's just, it's just the balance. One thing, or oh, my garden. I love gardening, and at the moment, my music has been what I've chosen. My garden has gone not 
you know, it's not the way I want it to be and I have to go right. So it's yeah. all these parts and trying not to get too caught up well, in Yeah, and, and don't, don't mm. be so hard on yourself. <laughs> because, yeah, well. Because you you've got cuz cuz look you 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 just said you're juggling a lot of things and you're I think you're well, I mean, I'm not there with you to see it, but from what but you feel you're, it, from, Mark. You're you doing it. it. You're you doing okay. <laughs> like you're, yeah, I can. I can feel that yeah. you are, like, like you got this. It's. I think what it is is it's just been like, like you say, this has just been the last couple of years that this is coming on. So yeah, it it's really like is. it's like you've had your whole life up to this point without having to juggle this, and it's still kind of this new thing you're trying to juggle in. So you know, don't feel guilty about yeah. trying to bring some art back into your life. I mean, that's... Oh, I know, isn't that so? But it, it does, it comes up with just like, where you know, because I do have the thing is, Mark, it's my burning passion, right? So see, Bonnie Raitt called me tomorrow and said, come on over, you know, to the US. Right. And, you know, I'd be on the plane, you know. Like but I don't that, think so... you'd be on the plane abandoning your kids. You would make no, sure no, that everything was set up. And everything was good yeah. to go, and everything would be fine because you are—you're a good enough mother that you could leave and go on tour with Bonnie Raitt and come home, and everything would be fine. <laughs> can we can we send this to Bonnie Raitt, please? I would like to send this interview to Bonnie Raitt. I'm gonna—I've got a few. Uh, <laughs> has anyone got any contacts out there, please? Bonnie um, Raitt, yeah. Patty is ready. Uh, I'm ready. Or Amy Holland, <laughs> the other one, Amy Holland, Michael McDonald. I just. I got a beautiful letter from Amy Holland the other day. Oh. Amy Holland is Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers' wife. Oh. Do you know the Doobie yeah. Brothers? Yeah. Um, and Amy Holland is an, a beautiful singer, amazing singer in her own right. Um, anyway, I, I wrote to her to saying what an inspiration she's been, and she wrote back to me, and I was like, yes. Like, oh, cool. That, that is so cool. And then she said she would be happy to hear my music. I nearly fell off the... <laughs> that's Amy Holland, that's Michael McDonald. What a fool believes. I mean, can you get a greater song than what a fool And I'm like, Mad, just imagine, like, imagine if Amy Holland heard my stuff and Michael's sitting on the couch listening, like, oh. <laughs> this is how, this is, oh, that, that's my, here you go, there's my side. That's how oh, my brain that's, works. That's you know. just visualization. That's how you make things happen. I just feel that I, those things are thrilling for me. I just like to get yeah. that, you know, just to have that, well, you know what, connection. That's what's thrilling for me, Mark, and that's why I love Instagram. Yeah, that's I was just going why... to talk to you about that, about how even how you and I are talking right now. Yes. <laughs> and... It's a miracle. It is a bloody miracle. I think it's a miracle. It is. No one else. It is. It's extraordinary. To me, this is grace. This feels like heaven. It's like we're communing in heaven now. That's how I feel. I have a sense that on, you know, somehow on the other side, and I know I heard you you're talking the other day, we're all going to just kind of go into one big bubble of love and all meld into one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I hope somehow there's some chance that still there's some kind of personable, uh, you know, festival feeling of knowing different energies of resonance that we've had in this life. And I feel that I, that this is where I'm, I'm, I feel a little bit like I'm a preacher of Instagram. Yeah. The positives of Instagram. Yes. Because all I hear are the negatives <laughs> about social media that from, from people around, all I hear is that the rolling eyes of how it's the, you know, it's a downfall of our society and yep. it's, um, 
And that is pain to me because I don't agree. I have found extraordinary resonance and absolute fulfilment in sharing um, on Instagram. Um, it's been and see, people, yeah, you know what I mean. You can hear. Yeah. I mean, that's like yeah. you. Like yeah. yeah. Well, well, that I always think. I think if you think that social media is the downfall of society, then you're following the wrong people. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. I don't see any of that. I don't bring that part into that my social media. I use my social media, and everyone could use their social media as a projection of your higher self. Like here, you actually Thank get a you. chance That's exactly to be right. the person That's... you can't be in your physical <laughs> – with all these oh, physical yeah. restrictions. With that, you know what I hear? The, oh, see, that's just like – that's music to my ears because – all I hear is that somehow it's an illusion. You're projecting an illusionary self and you're projecting... You've got to fake it to make it, you know? <laughs> no, but like this ego sense. Yeah. But but I actually don't feel that. I, I'm actually... Exactly what you just said, I feel when I post things, I am... I'm projecting the highest I try to, highest vibration of loving attention to some... to really beautiful things. And so when I do that... When I see that in others' pages, and I, I love it. I I really honour that. I feel, I just feel this big family of love, and so that and that's where yep, strike me yep. down. I'm a hippie, you know, <laughs> yeah. like like uh, let me join you... the commune. Like I really, even though I do really like my privacy, but you see, people wouldn't think that, and I do get a lot of grief of like, you know, my God, you're like you share everything, like what. Like, what is it? I have nothing to hide. Like, that's the other thing too. I, I don't want, I don't want to hide. I want to commune with people. I want to connect. I, I want to feel connected, and I want to feel that I am there for them, and that they're there for me. Even if we're all around the whole world, and you know, might possibly never meet each other in in person. Um, I, I just want to feel that we can send love to each other. And it and it happens. I am not. It's not even a wish. This is it's right. happening. It's right. your page, Mark. I mean, I, I. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, just about a year. Just a year. Yeah. And I must have found you really early on then, because I, think I was last like. Last September was when I. So I think right about August or September of last year is when I started. I absolutely love. It. I read. I mean, your writing is extraordinary. You're a brilliant you. writer. Um, but to read the insight. It's a, it it's extraordinary, and I, you know what though I try to I try to tell people, and I'm like that. So, so many people they're just just not ready for that, or they don't no. feel <laughs> they're not, and and that sounds arrogant, and it's not. Um, no, it's a bit painful though because I just want to share it. I I really I see the impact that you you have on on lives of of people that are just I can. I think it's extraordinary too that it shows you that all we're all one and we're all just these little different perspectives of the one that um, everyone that reads that is meant to read that and mm-hmm. resonates with it, mm-hmm. and that's where the connection for me comes in because I'm. It doesn't make logical sense. There's no there's no logic <laughs> in in you know, in no, but writing. It, it, but it, it helps me too because it's like, I I I'm a pretty busy guy and I'm usually really tired and sometimes I get ornery but I never try to show that on my Instagram page and so when I am on my Instagram page I'm forcing myself into that higher state so it keeps me like 
if, if suddenly I stopped doing that, I don't know what would happen to me because that's kind of the thing that keeps pulling me up. It's, the, it's kind of the yes. same thing with your music. You're able to go to your music and that kind of helps pull you up. Well, I can go to this and it pulls me up. And I think we're all just, everyone that comments on every post that I post, they're, and they're mm. always different people. You know, that I, Some people I've never even like heard of before. I don't even know. That yeah, they'll they'll yeah. comment on these things and it's like, where did you come from? And it's like, you, we must all just be vibrating at that same frequency right at that that's particular exactly point. now we i really i feel i i think that's an absolute it feels to me like that's an absolute um in that i really feel that um and i just and it happens in life with your friendships and your mm-hmm. your mood you know doesn't it yeah the moving away from people the coming together yeah. of people that um that's actually real that's sort of i'm navigating that at the moment I'm finding that really, but Instagram for me is a place where I'm able to, I've found just absolutely beautiful resonance with people that I can honestly say I love. Right. I really, I love them. I And people hear that and they think that's insane. <laughs> like, you know, like, what the hell you've got, you know, you, that's the kind of thing that you see a psychiatrist for. I love the, exactly. I love my, fri- exactly. I love my the... friends on Instagram. I love my Instagram friends. Like, but now you no longer need to see a psychiatrist because the reason you would have needed to see a psychiatrist is because you had these feelings and you couldn't find anyone else in your immediate vicinity to connect with, so you thought you were crazy. And yeah. now we're seeing we're not crazy. There's a whole bunch of, there are a whole bunch of people out there who feel the yeah. same way. And But and, you know what? A lot the, the the skeptics would say, well actually no, they're all the crazy ones. They're all well, trying fine. To... At least we have some <laughs> company. Whatever, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> I feel that I'm just and I you know, that's why I love the the idea of what you I was like, okay, I'm having plan I'm gonna get to the US and I'm you know, come and camp on your land or something. I don't know like <laughs> well, when we get together, I'm going to have to play some drums with you. Yeah, I didn't know the drummer. Well, it's been Car- – Carpal Actually, Tunnel has, has like made a... it so it doesn't happen too often, but – Or drums with, um, like, percussion drums with hands, like congos and congas, or with the full kit? No, with the kit. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to rock out. <laughs> oh, man, I really love that. No, that's – yeah. Or if I, I ever just... get out there. One of the two, we're going to get together and we're going to rock out. That would be so cool, Mark, really. I'd really how, love that. How can, speaking of rocking out, how can we, how can people find you? Okay, well, on Instagram. <laughs> is, that the best way to, is that the best way to get you and to hear your music? To hear it, I'm on Facebook as well, and that's Cadwyn, that's C-A-D-W-Y-N. I also do crafting. That's another thing that another part of my um, little creative outlet, um, making handmade little toys and dolls and crafty oh, right things, on. you know, like, yeah, felt and crocheted things. And so I have a Cadwin craft page as well, but that's on Facebook as well. But Oh, that's why um, I don't know about it. <laughs> you're, not, you're not on Facebook? Or? No, I don't yeah. do Facebook. Yeah, I, can't, I, I, I don't have the attention span to jump social media platforms. <laughs> I found one that works, and I'm there. Yeah, I well, I agree. I've kind of tended to move away from Facebook. I think just from Instagram and Facebook, own you know being part one right. and the same that I will just naturally post things from my Instagram to Facebook. Right. But 
No, the the Facebook, but it's Cadwin Claire is my um, Instagram name, and yeah, Cadwin on Facebook, and so that's I. That's how so funny. Bonnie Rate. Now you oh, know where man. to look. <laughs> so cool, like. I just have – I'm just going to cut this album to vinyl. I'm, that's my dream. Like, I just want to – I'm just so – I'm really a big part of this new collecting of vinyl um, thing. I've just – I love – I love all the old classic, wonderful music from the late 70s and 80s of, on vinyl. It's just it's, – it's finding that community has just been a significant moment in my life as well, right. um, the on, online the community. The vinyl community? Yeah, the yeah. vinyl community. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely wonderful. But no, and But no, social media is the downfall of society. Don't, didn't you hear? <laughs> you know, uh, I hear that and I don't know what to do with people that feel that way. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them, Mark. Like, what do I do well, with them? Well, you know, like... I think I think there are people from a different era and there are people that were I, – I, I see people say things too or hear people talk about how how the kids these days, they never, when I was a kid, I was able to go outside and it's like, well, the kids aren't able to run out and play like they were able to, like my kids can't go out and experience the same outdoor life. that When I was a kid, we left the house at 10 in the morning on the summers and we were gone till 10 o'clock at night and nobody knew where we were and we roamed the streets and I will not allow my kids to do that. So sorry, my kids are looking at their phone because what else is there for them to do? You know? Yeah, I know. At, at least they're communicating thing. with other people, and they're not, you know, just sitting there looking at a wall. Yeah, I'm really trying to teach. That's really true. I'm just teaching. I, just that. I mean, my children. You could go to a Steiner school, so they have that beautiful balance of you know, having the nature and the hands-on, heart-connected learning, um, and expression without technology, and then. Um, I have that balance at home where they love, you know, playing Minecraft or my little girl talking to her Uncle Josh on Skype, you know. Like, that's, yeah, I'm just trying to find that balance. But, look, really, I I have to sing the praises of if you are, if you do Instagram with intention and you're coming from that place of really just being truthful and sharing and uplifting others and positive you know, feedback. I, what that is magnificent. That's yeah. that's that is something to celebrate. And right. And I yeah. <laughs> Amen. It's crazy. Amen. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand people. <laughs> I don't understand people either. No, actually, no. That's the thing. I actually do. That's the problem. I have too much understanding for oh, that. <laughs> you gotta see. You've gotta go back. You've gotta. You've gotta dull that. <laughs> you gotta understand. You gotta go back. I don't understand people. That's, <laughs> that's it's less yeah. painful. <laughs> it's less painful. That's yeah. right. You don't feel pain if you don't really care much about other people and don't I, really give. That's right. I know you're doing this to me for completely selfish reasons, <laughs> and it's had nothing to do with your love for me. And you're trying to tear me down. I don't want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I just wanna, gosh. Oh hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, you're insulting me? I didn't even notice. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of I, I do love listening to – do you know Matt Kahn? I, I don't. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I'll give a shout-out for that. Matt Kahn's a beautiful – I think an amazing channel of um, – oh, and, and I have to say that I've been listening to him for some time now um, on YouTube. Yeah. 
It's Matt um, Khan. I think it's K-A-H-N. And he's, uh, you know, the philosophy is whatever arises, love that. Like basically love right. will conquer all. But whatever arises, any expression, anything that you're going through, to love, to love that and to be real and at peace. And when you just spoke and said what you said, um, he basically talked, there's a wonderful talk on pain. Uh-huh. Um, that I, I really love of Matt Carnes, which is a, and it's about when you are confronted with agonising pain from other people's, um, you know, if they're abusive to you or of of looking at it in a way in in a different way of of realising that their pain, how what's directed at you, is what they're experiencing in their own selves, and that you almost just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the pain that you're going through in your own mind to them as they're, as they're lashing out at you and treating you terribly or accusing you or you, you, if you have that awareness of other people, it's, it's their pain and that you're feeling sorry that they're suffering, not in a condescending um, way or patronising, but really I, I have found a lot, of, a lot of grace through that because I have suffered enormously with other people's um, projection of their pain on me in my life and to be able to come to a place of forgiveness by doing those practices of saying I acknowledge that right now this this is a pain body you that's doing this to you know that's offering this um abuse or or pain outwardly that's the way I I feel that's the way that you can you you work with it Mm. Yeah, the well, the your the epiphany that I'm having at the moment as you're speaking yeah. mm-hmm. is is that maybe the reason that it feels like as an empath or just as just a generally loving open person yeah. is that when is that people are just automatically drawn to you and so the people who are judging you harshly and are telling you that it's all kind of BS, they're also yeah. the ones who are drawn to you and kind of dumping their pain on you at the same time. Uh, and so yeah. you're, again, they don't even realize they're doing it because you're just, you're just naturally, people are just naturally drawn to you. And, and as an empath, people just naturally tend to open up to you. And I just, it's kind of interesting that it seems like, like a lot of the people that have the biggest problems with, with me as my, and my spiritual mm. side are also mm. the people that rely on me a lot and dump a lot of their negativity uh, in my way. Yeah, that's well. I I feel that as you're speaking, I just you know thinking in my mind of a yeah that that their their pain is so great, but but also they the block mm-hmm. that they have to be able to yeah. to yeah I I yeah I hear you. And like mm. you like we said earlier, you can't you can't pull them out of it. They have to come to it on their own. So it kind of gets I in know. this weird frustrating position and it puts the relationship in jeopardy because here's somebody saying I really need your help but I'm not going to let you help me yeah and... I don't want to or I'd really I, I yeah maybe unconsciously I need your right. help or right. I just don't need your help I actually don't want your help I don't think there's anything wrong with my unconscious behavior or or belligerence but I you know I still don't want you to have your spirituality <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's hard that that is that is very hard to navigate because how how do you, you know, you want to move towards the light. You want to resonate with other people that are, are feeling the light and are consciously able to communicate 
that back to you and have beautiful conversations like this, even if you have moments of disagreeing, mm-hmm. you can still, but, but when you, when, and you want to move towards that, but, but then, you know, you have your responsibilities and you have your life and you have the, your family that you have, you have your people that you have and you don't what you just, you can't just go and abandon everyone and no. go and sit on a mountain. Can you? I mean, that's, that what people, well, Buddha did, but I mean, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, that's another. That, I don't know that we have enough time to get into. This. No, no, no. Sorry, that's next next <laughs> conversation. By no means. It was Buddha. It was Buddha. The Buddha abandoned his responsibilities. He abandoned his responsibilities. Sage, <laughs> why should we be listening to? You know? Yeah. Well, uh, it is. Yeah. yeah that, what, no, that's mm. that's funny. That's funny. So, so, so where where do, where do we go from here? Where what's your well, next step in life? What what how how are we gonna now that we've identified these <laughs> these, well, these causes been, of pain, how do we yeah. move past them? You think how it's turning we... the other cheek? You think that's that's it's just, it's just not letting? Yeah, like people's... I get to a place like the bubble, you know, where you can put the bubble around you and you cannot let other people's unconsciousness or pain um, interfere with the process that you know and trust and realize in your own self. I, I get to that place. I do think that's probably the way, the only way that you can go or else you do choose to to jump ship and kind of do something else, do something different. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I think often when I, when I feel that sense of despair or um, desperation that then in reaching out and helping other people, I always feel that that's, the way to go where I will find myself. So we're talking in one minute about expressing and the the whole finding time for myself. But when I'm really, you know, oh, well, I, I feel trapped or whatever, I do find that reaching out and, and helping those in need is very healing and gets me to that place of just making peace with the journey. Um, so, I like, you know, I have a nursing home at the end of... Um, the street here and I go and visit my friend Betty who is, you know, dying. Um, but she has Parkinson's and she's 83. Um, and being with her and just spending that time with her, that, that gives me a great sense of, well, this is really what we're meant to be here for. We, yeah. we're meant to be here in service as well as expression. We, okay. So we love all the expression and the creativity right. is all very, but when it comes back to it, I do come back to the, we we are here to be of service, you know, and to and to yeah, reach out and help. That's beautiful. It's mm. very cool. And 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 you know, I think as you're talking too, I'm thinking maybe that's like like so we we turned we there are some people that don't want or need our help, and so we turn and find people who do. There are for every one yeah. person that's turning away our help, there's another person begging for it. And so when we turn to these people who actually want our help, now these people that we've turned away from, that we haven't really turned away from them, we've just offered help to somewhere yeah. else, they suddenly get jealous maybe. You think that yes. maybe that's gonna, it's like, oh, now you're going to help them and I'm still yes. dealing with my problems? And it's like, you yes. <laughs> but if it's, yeah, that's right. But how, when do you decide, do you abandon people because that, that they're not able to um, appreciate your offering? What do you do? I don't. That's that. That's what. That's a good question. Actually, yeah. that would be a life question. Yeah. When do you, um, when do you decide to, to, do you ever decide to, uh, 
Is it abandoning? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if it's abandoning or if it's just, uh, yeah, if it's just natural. But... Uh, it's just a – well, no, I think that's the language that gets used. And But I think what it really is is it's just the natural dissolving of a relationship that was once – useful or was once of yeah. service in the world or was once you know it had some benefit and to each other and they just just relationships just naturally dissolve every they people do, people change. grow in different directions and there's no reason to feel guilty that here was a person that you had a strong relationship with that you no longer have that relationship with because you're just like you're otherwise you're just forcing a relationship you yeah. know it's no longer or a friendship, or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, with anyone in any walk, any part of your life, um, it's that's very true. And then I, we put we we just think, or, or we I don't know if it gets assigned to us, or if we put it on ourselves that we start yeah. feeling guilty. Oh, I've abandoned you. I've abandoned you. But really, it was just kind of a natural dissolving of. Yeah, I guess that's a, a yeah. That's a whole nother. Could be a whole nother hour on. Yeah. On, We'll get to that on another hour. <laughs> we got to have you yeah. on like three more times to get Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 10. <laughs> Maybe 20. Or we I have to be weekly guest. I have to be told tacit at band rehearsal, which is <laughs> shut up, right. you know, because sometimes if I'm just talking about it and I'm enthusiastic, I'm in the moment of creating, and I'm like, yeah, we need to do that riff there, and, you know, and it makes me laugh when my <laughs> bass player Murray just tacit. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> In the most well, loving way. Well, I'm know. not going to say that to you, but I do have to get going with my day here. Yeah, but we could, we could do this all day, couldn't with we? Yeah. I'm glad we were able to connect. I think the, 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 the time difference in Australia always messes me up. And to think that you are – In the at, future. At, in the future. Like you're going to bed tomorrow tonight. Like you're at, Right now, yeah. Like midnight? Yep. God, has it been? Yeah, far out. That's, yep. <laughs> and, I, and I'm here at six forty-six in the morning. So I bet you I'll, I'll have to do. I'll do some sleeping for you. Mark. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been awesome. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I thought for a minute that maybe we wouldn't be able to connect, and and uh, I'm glad that we are. Do you? Did you have uh, another song you want to to wrap up with? Or yeah, I I do actually. There you go. It's your psychicness. <laughs> 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 I do have a song, and I'll tell you, I'll give you the little um, intro to it. This song is called Bird, so we're going to go from Praying Mantis to a bird. Um, now, I think, and actually... I kind of have this connection with this bird, uh, with you. I think I did a... Did I do a reading for you where you... Yes, you uh, did, and that was extraordinary because this bird... Oh, my goodness, this bird that flew into my window like... Um, flew in through the window another time of deep pain for me when I was meditating working out my next move working out what I was going to do and this pigeon flew into my bedroom your answers always come in through the window I know oh my god they do oh my god (laughs) I'm gonna have to just I might have to just that's why you like summer so you can open your windows yeah and let them all all come through so this bird, anyway, the, this song came from that of, of, and it really is about releasing myself, um, releasing myself and, and being free. And that's that's what this song is about. So I'll, I can, yeah, finish on this. I'll just put the speaker back on. Okay, perfect. And you tell me if you can hear me. Okay, hello? Right, you're there. Yeah, can you hear me? I can.
<laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I'm so honored. Thank you so much. When my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through. When my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through. If you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you.